You're listening to Things of Faith. Welcome to this episode of Things of Faith as Pastor Stoops and I are continuing our journey um, to teach on the different parts of the Christian faith, thinking about it from a very high level, I would say, as far as like a plane over America, flying over and seeing the different places, uh, not being in the weeds of it, but just kind of like visiting the different sites. Oh, there's there's coast and there's mountains and there's a plane. <laughs> so that we can have uh, this tool out there for you to have a conversation with each other, to be listening as a family about um, what's happening with the the things of our faith. And so Pastor Stoops is here again, uh, joining us. Welcome from Kentucky, Pastor Stoops. Well, howdy, Pastor Scott. Hope hope California is treating you well. Yes, we don't say things like howdy out here. So um, oh. p- please define <laughs> your terms next time you speak to us. Hi, hi guys. Oh, there we go. Uh, hey, y'all would be the closer. But howdy is like a, a Texas oh. one, no? Uh, yeah, generally, generally yeah. Texas. So interesting. Um, today we're going to talk about the idea of this wonderful love that God has for us and then how it pours through us into a grateful life. So we're titling this, um, a grateful life, as you probably already have seen. And we want to start with just looking at some scripture, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter seven, starting with verse seven, I'll read for you down to verse 12 and then spend a little time there. And then we'll move on from there. So Matthew 7, starting with verse 7. Ask and shall be given to you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives. And everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for bread, will give a stone? Or if a child asks for a fish, will give a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? In everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. For this is the law and the prophets. So, <laughs> I like a lot of parts of this verse. I also love, like, and Jesus does this kind of a lot in the Gospels, where he says, if then you, who are evil, <laughs> you you know who you are. And this is one of the, the many, many times Jesus does the, if you, how much more so, God is one of his favorite teaching methods. Like, you relate to this, right? Well, mm-hmm. you are not good, and you even do that. How much more so would a good God do? So let's start at the beginning. Ask, and it'll be given to you. Search, and you will find. Not, and it'll be open for you. So a verse that I think is relatively popular, um, you know, on bookmarks in different places like that. And then he goes in and he does this next little teaching moment. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. So translating exactly with what he did in verse 7, but taking that one step further. So if you are someone who asks, you receive. I think the negative is also interesting. If you don't ask, you won't receive. If you don't search, you will never find. If you don't knock, and this to me is the most dramatic one, the door will sit closed in front of you because you're standing at a door expecting someone to open it, having no idea that you're out there on the other side, right? So Jesus's encouragement for us is be one who asks, be one who searches, 
be one who knocks. Now, what would you say, Stoops, is the temptation for the preacher when you get to this moment here? What sermon are you preaching? Well, I mean, well, where you go if you're— The wrong preacher. Uh, How about that? If you're the wrong preacher. (laughs) Yeah, if you're the wrong preacher. Where where you go, this is—well, I mean, the reason that you don't have that, you know, pastoral Ferrari is because you haven't asked. Yes. And so you need to name it and claim it. You need to blab it and grab it. (laughs) Blab it it and grab it, yeah. You know, that, yeah, it's like this idea that, well, if you just ask in the right way, in the right way, then there's going to be like this cosmic tripwire and divine yep. blessings, yes. right? Yep. Or give to this ministry, and then God's going to give to you. Yes. You know, it's like somehow, yeah, like, we, we, yeah, God's, the, he's going to pay you back for, for yeah. that, you know? And I, I like the cosmic tripwire. I've also used the term of like the divine vending machine. Like you put the money in, you hit the coach button, and out comes the what you want, right? And so it's just figuring out the right way to just get that dollar bill firm and crisp enough to go in there and then hit that button and boom, you get what you want. And we're we're here to tell you the right way to ask. And we're here to tell you the right way to search and the right way and- to knock. And this isn't, and th- that kind of sermon is not exclusive to Christianity. Oh, it no. should be part of the tip off to us, right? That's the whole idea behind the law of attraction or yes. the secret Good. or whatever that's going to be repackaged at. That's just a, a new agey or more uh, quote unquote spiritual way of the exact same, the universe is my vending machine model. Yes. And you just need to figure out the right way to, to harness that power, that energy to work for you. Right? Yeah. It depends on what frequency you can vibrate at. Yes, exactly. And um, the, the so Jesus does something, though, that totally takes that and, uh-huh. and turns it on his head. The first thing just to note is he doesn't say what you're going to receive, what you're going to find, or what's going to be opened on to you. Right? I think it's just more of the fact if you're an aster, you receive. If you're a searcher, you'll find. And the, like I said a moment ago, if the negative is also true. If you're not asking, you're never going to receive. You know, if my kids don't ask me for cereal in the morning, which they do every morning, so that's not a problem, but they're not going to receive it, right? Whatever they ask, and I know, oh, that's what they, that's what they want. But what Jesus does is he then says, you know how you respond when someone asks you for something, when someone is searching for something, when a door knocks, you know what you do. And then he does that great little line we just choked about, and you're not a good person. <laughs> you're, you're full of sin. You're full of issues. You're full of things. How much more so would the God who is not full of sin, the God who is perfect love, who is totally there for you, how much more would he be one who gives to that who asks, not what they want, but what they need? How much more can we trust him with our asking, our searching, and our knocking, not because you're doing the right way, because his character is consistent and his character is for you. And then out of that, you get to live this wonderful life of knowing the character of God and so being free to ask, being free to search, being free to knock. Yeah. And and you, you can tell the shift from the bad sermon to the good sermon yep. when it centers on, when it moves from centering on what we think we want yep. or what we are 
trying to get out of God and instead focuses on God's nature and character, partly because that doesn't change. Yes. That doesn't change when your bank account changes. That doesn't change when your job changes. That doesn't change when your uh, um, when the economy changes, right? It, it is rooted in the unchanging character of God, and that character is good, good. and that character is about giving good things, yeah. right? It is about, at its very core, a generous, generous God. Yeah, and he's for you, right? And so this this wonderful illustration of like, and don't you know that dads want to give good things to their kids? And even those of us, I mean, I, I am blessed to have a good dad, but known people who have bad dads. And so this rubs a little bit the wrong way, right? Well, but my dad never did that. I, I hear you and I'm sorry. At the same time, you know what a good dad should give. Mm-hmm. right? Wait, and, that, and that's shown by the fact that you're disappointed in how... <laughs> Things, yeah. things are yes. like you know that they yes. could be different. You know, so that even knowing be. like how good that I and that's just the ideal human father who you're already going to make allowances for for their own sin and problems and issues. Yeah, but like again, I mean, since Jesus ratchets it up with that kind of rabbinical, how much more argument? I mean, the sky's the limit. I yeah. mean, you know, it just it just even if you've been disappointed with the generosity you've received yep. from an earthly father or the absence of an earthly father. Yep. You know, all of that, that noticing that brokenness just shows us more and more clearly the beauty of a generous Heavenly Father. Yeah, and the wonder of that. And so so the, the center of the story is always, and I hope this has come through so clearly on this podcast, I think it has, is Jesus, God's love for us found in Christ, his giving to us. And then us receiving that and out of that reception being transformed into new new people because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And I think that's why – and you can make an argument for this next verse being probably the most quoted verse ever um, because it is – under my Bible titled The Golden Rule, right? Which is <laughs> even for people who have never heard anything about the Bible, still have heard something in this regard, and everything do to others as you would have them do to you. For this is the law and the prophets. So he sums up all of the the places in the scripture that encourage us to be a kind of person in so do unto others as they would have or um, as you would have them do to you. And it is so important to me that this comes out of the previous section, which is on the character of God, right? So you know the character of God. You know the good gifts that he gives. You know how he is ready to give to those who asked, uh, give to the searcher, open the door for the knocker. In light of his goodness, how are you going to put out goodness, hope, love, generosity into the world. So what are you going to do unto others as you would have them do to you in light of what God has already done for you? And again, the first move being God already having done for you. Yeah, it's truly seeing and recognizing his generosity. And I think that, you know, because again, some, and I'm sure maybe there's someone listening who'd raise the objection of, "Well, I wish God was more generous with yeah. me." And uh, and Fair. and again, I think when we 
you know, in a earthly sense, we could definitely go, well, why do some people have more than others? Or yep. why are some people, you know, born where they're born and other people not? But I think what we, what we see from the scriptures, again, doesn't answer all our questions or maybe all of our doubts in that area. But what it does show is a consistent picture of a generous um, uh, God who is generous both especially to those who seek knock and ask because they're going to they're going to receive they're yeah. going to they're going to um uh, find and they're going to be able to turn to him in gratitude and worship and giving thanks um but he's also gracious to his enemies yeah yeah Good um, point. which is which shows which shows the level of his generosity because like again you'd be like uh you know oh, what's the best you can do for your enemies well tolerate them not <laughs> not repay them for every evil they've done only hold a grudge against them and it's like you know for oh. while we were enemy that's a romans of 5 10 right well we were enemies yeah um it is, it is god he, in christ who has moved towards us who died for us yeah yeah or I mean, so I mean, it's, the story of the cross right of of jesus lifting father they don't know what they're doing forgive them because mm -hmm. they, they just don't realize all of this that's happening and so yeah, the, the generosity of God goes as far as all the way out to the enemy. And so then we sit overwhelmed by that generosity. And then how how do we respond? Well, by being the generous people, by giving of and the and there are three classic categories, but they work so well that I think it's <laughs> it's good to say um, where we have the opportunity to give of our time, to give of our talents and to give of our treasures. And you probably have heard those, if not for the first time, um, I just made it up, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you and every stewardship sermon ever preached. Copyright, Scott Hawkins, 2023. Um, don't try to steal it, Willow Creek. Um, time, town, treasures. That we, we have those things. And we can, we can, not can, and should use them in a grateful response to the overwhelming generosity of God for us. And so looking at the way you're using your time, the way you're using the God-given abilities that you have, and each person listening, go back to the spiritual gifts, you are gifted. You have something, you have ways that only you can bless the kingdom, the people around you, and then the resources that you're given. And all of those take a certain amount of discipline uh, because, and to be honest, you know, I think so many of us, and probably for a long time, I would have said, oh, treasures is the hardest one to give from. But now in this season of my life, like my time is, is just full. And so... Like giving of my time to something I am very aware of and grateful when other people do it for us. You know, grateful when they give of their time to come to Sunday morning. Grateful when they do their time to help somebody because it, you only have so much of that. And that is one of your most precious resources. And so all of those things intentionally saying, God, you have given so much, everything for me. How can I, in light of that beautiful love, give? Yeah, it's well, because it's interesting because I think it puts legs on the biblical command to give thanks. Um, the, other, the other day I was looking at it and because um, we, we're, we're in a season talking about generosity at the, at, at Hebrew Lutheran Church uh, in northern Kentucky. But I saw that 37 times in the Psalms, there is this collective command to give thanks. Mm. 
and then it hap- and then also in 25 times in the New Testament it says to give thanks. Right. Right. So so we have both Old Testament, New Testament Psalms, New Testament letters. Um, there's this call to give thanks, but um, but that's not meant to be a limiting command, right. but rather an expansive one. Right. So instead of us just going, okay, we'll give thanks. Uh, okay, well, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Like, okay, I gave thanks. Like, so what? You know, but but rather that giving of thanks takes different forms right. depending on our stage of life, depending on what we have yep. um, uh, with our time, treasure, and talents. And and it kind of gives, it gives some legs to that. Yeah. Like, how do you give thanks? Well, how are you giving of your time? Yep. How are you generous with your talents? Yeah. How are you grateful with your resources? You know? How are you generous, right? I think is a is a wonderful question to ask. And I always have this image when I when I start to consider these things. I have this image of either a fist closed or a hand open. And and for me, we we go through life with this fist closed mentality, I think it's the sin in us. It's just our nature is to hold on tightly to whatever makes us feel safe, whatever makes us feel loved. And so we just hold on so tightly. And in holding on so tightly, we, you know, there's so many great illustrations that are just true. We crush the thing that's holding in our hand or Mm -hmm. also the um, amount of energy it takes to hold a tight fist. I mean, just as I'm talking for the next 10 seconds, clench your fist tight and hold it and, and notice that it very quickly becomes a strain. Your forearms are working, your fingers are working. And if then you just slowly open your hand and can allow your hand to be open, the opportunities that are available to you, the, the just, again, the relaxation that comes from an open hand, the, the flowing through an open hand as opposed to the, the crushing of a closed hand. And I think putting those things, the time, talent, treasures, in either an open hand or a closed hand is, a, is for me, kind of my, my challenge to myself of how I, how I live this grateful life is am I am I tight fisting things, my time, my talent, my treasures, or am I opening them up, still holding them in my hand? So if God wants to use them for you know some money for my kids at ice cream or to give to that homeless person, I'm not sure he's gonna do with it, but it's available. Yeah, it's easier to receive if you have open hands, and it's easier to give if yeah. you have open hands. Yeah, and it's just, I hope you did that. I hope you held your your hand tight as I was talking and then you opened it. And I, I think you will notice a a physical change in your body. Imagine that same change over your heart position with whatever you have. Imagine the, 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 the heart position you have over whatever it is. Um, and the work it takes to hold on so tightly to that thing. And so encourage you to, with gratefulness, open your hand because God, God is the one who has this beautiful, consistent character that you can ask, you can search, you can knock, and he will consistently be so much more than we expect. And then in light of that, who are we called to be? So closing thoughts, Mr. Stoops. I think just that, um, in a world that, uh, so often highlights scarcity and highlights what we don't have or what others have that we should want and coveting and jealousy and all that. 
uh, the beautiful thing about a grateful life is it one that actually leads to some peace mm. and some contentment. And in the peace and contentment and joy of it, it's a life that actually makes a difference. Yeah. And it's a life that attracts others. Because I mean, think about think about a friend who's generous with you. Well, you you want to be their friend, right? Yeah. It's and then how much more yeah. has the overwhelming generosity of God? How is that going to pour into us and pour out of us? Yeah, exactly. So, and just uh, you, you want to be around those kinds of people. You know, you want to you want to be with. Uh, and I, my my dad has this story about going to dinner with a friend, and they split. They got four hamburgers. A, a basket of fries and a pitcher of beer and they all ate it and they you know they're time for the tab and my dad's kind of like well we're just going to split this down the middle right that's the way that's the way this works and their friends looked at them and said well you ate more french fries than us and my dad thought i'm not going to dinner with you again <laughs> <laughs> if this is the game we're playing over a simple like oh, basket of fries and and everything, and so I, I liked what you just said. Like those, those kind of people that have those open hands, you're attracted to. They're they're just they're nice to be around because they're not playing the the game of, of how many fries did you have and how many fries did I have and and you know mm-hmm. later that day mm-hmm. talking in the car about mm-hmm. well you know I, I did intentionally eat less fries so we could save some money at that thing. Wow, what an exhausting life. Um, to be in and and that's not the god that we have who is just generous and gives and gives and gives and so uh, in light of that god um go out and be grateful be grateful for this day uh open your hands open your fists allow allow things to flow through and see what god does when you take that moment to do that so thanks for joining us today um on this podcast we have um planned out the next couple of episodes and then um, get to just spend some more time together. So look forward to seeing you. Thank you, Pastor Stoops. Thank you, Pastor Scott. God bless. Bye. You're listening to Things of Faith.